Best protest signs ever. Worst protest slogan. Ever. <laughs> <Yes>. Ooh, <laughs> terrible. Because the signs are fantastic. The hand, like the like three year old hand painted yes. signs. Right. That's exactly. Yeah, I paused at one point and I could see four signs, and they were clearly written by two separate eight year olds. I mean, I, could, I mean, they had decent slogans. Like they, it said, like you know, bigot and God hates bigots. But I was, I was really disappointed that the signs didn't say Christianity is stupid, communism is good. <laughs> God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because religion already called self-flagellation. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left, sure why not, is my good friend Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thank you, sir. Straight lives matter. Needs to be said more often. (laughs) As you've pretty much given the entire theme of the movie right there, yeah. (laughs) And sitting 989 miles to my right is my bad friend Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine evening, sir? All lives matter. See, I win. (laughs) (laughs) And sitting 668.5 miles to my due north are our special guest masochist, Callie Wright and Ari Stillman of the Gaytheist Manifesto podcast. Callie, Ari, welcome to the show. I just want to thank all the little people who helped us get here, the pinnacle of our podcasting careers. (laughs) (laughs) What? Um, Sorry, I'm coming coming off the uh, the tranquilizer that i had to take to get through this fucking thing <laughs> so that was a me. gift callie that was a gift <laughs> you didn't share <laughs> <laughs> bitch heath if you take a tranquilizer you will go out of sync with time <laughs> <laughs> and i just want to say before we even get into today's movie it, it's all eli's fault that y'all had to watch this it was his idea to ask you to suffer through this so if you're going to reciprocate with any decapitated horses or anything his are the bed sheets to target i'm just gonna right? fuck that horse head morning <laughs> you just you know they actually sell those at a store near my house so horses heads <laughs> uh sheep heads uh, are what i've actually seen what kind yeah. of nightmare universe do you live in <laughs> Cincinnati. the store's called the store's called jungle gems and it's glorious can you get the bottom of the sheep too, or is it? Do you? How does it, <laughs> they just sell the heads. That's Asking weird. for a friend, right? Yeah. You know, if you had really wanted to freak out the protesters at Reason Rally, you would have been a trans woman with two decapitated sheep heads that you could have occasionally just thrown down and started to fuck and been like, "Every Tuesday and Thursday, motherfuckers, don't look away, right? Don't you look away?" God, I fail so hard. Only thing scarier than a trans woman is a trans woman with some decapitated animal heads. (laughs) I'm sure if you had, it would have inspired a sequel to this fucking movie. (laughs) Oh my God, I cannot wait for the trans-focused sequel of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) You know it's in the works. So speaking of which, tell us, Heath, before we uh, spoil it all together, what will we be breaking down today? All right, we watched Accidental activist which is um allegedly a homophobic christian movie about steve anderson's t-shirt guy and um, (laughs) also about the uh, gay community and how they're always persecuting christians into living in a society that doesn't not let homosexuals do stuff but they managed to deliver that message so goddamn badly that i'm still not sure this wasn't a pro-gay movie so (laughs) we might have actually watched accidental gay activist i'm not sure 
It's, it's, it's entirely possible, yeah. It, it, the protagonist was very up in the air. So, Eli, tell us, how bad was this movie? Well, if you ever thought, damn, where is the feel-good movie about the KKK side of the story, then this is it. <laughs> American History X, except for the gays. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, it's not, it, not only is this movie unsure, I think they called it the accidental activist because they watched it after they made it and they were like, dude, we still look like the bad guys. And it was like, well, it was an accident, okay? <laughs> accidental activist. Put it in the DVD covers. <laughs> actually makes way better sense than I think what they were trying to get at. Lulling Brian Fisher to sleep. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> now, of course, this movie was produced by the American Family Association. So I I'm curious yeah. to know, Kelly, Ari, is this the first time that you've watched a movie that was produced by an SPLC recognized hate group? Is this a new new territory <laughs> yes, for you? And it I is. fucking it is. hate you all for making me spend money on this piece of shit. And I had to atone for my sins. By donating double the amount to the Trevor Project, and by me donating it, I mean I made Jeremiah donate it. Fair. <laughs> oh, okay, that's fair. See, actually, the the worst part of this whole thing was that I rented the standard def version instead of the high def version because it was cheaper, and I had to watch this fucking movie in standard definition. <laughs> that's the definition <laughs> no! of suffering, my friends. That's what suffering looks like. You must have been lost in all the action scenes. Yeah, that's tough. That's it tough. Was, yeah, it was bad. It was really tough to follow. I desperately tried to steal this movie, and I, I generally, if it's on Netflix or YouTube, I'll try not, but I desperately tried to steal this movie. I did. I heavily hinted. We got listeners who were like, oh, you want a picture of you next to a shit that's as large as a Bible? Here you go. And I was like, sure hope nobody posts a torrent. And everyone was like, yeah, that'd be great. And I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, no, we all had to actually spend our hard-earned three bucks on this motherfucker. I, I actually got it for free. If you sign up for Dove Channel for a free month trial, oh, you, you get son it, you of know, a bitch, free, uh, and then you can cancel. I'm, I already canceled. <laughs> yeah. I am not going to watch any more Dove Channel stuff. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there anything that you guys like to uh, nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Mm. Um, I I'm going to say best worst hour long demonstration of Poe's law. That's pretty much exactly what this movie is. Right. My mine was pretty similar to Heath's. Mine was the best worst convincing me that the characters actually believe in their own religion. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. There was very little actual religion in this movie. They don't go to church. They don't pray. There's actually one part where the main character clearly expresses skepticism about if prayer works or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. This, uh, can I go with best worst gay face? Two straight <laughs> actors just doing, just doing a mean impersonation of Trav Mamone behind his back. I, I felt like this was Trav's high school experience. Just like, oh, look at me. Thathy Thathafra. <laughs> like, did those guys both sit down, watch the same Paul Lind movie, and then fuck a fleshlight that they were sure was a vagina to make up for it? Like, it was... <laughs> the gay face in this movie is next-level offensive and amazing. Like, it's equal parts. Every time you're like, oh, this is pretty offensive, it gets more amazing. And each time it gets amazing, it gets more offensive. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to come up with something, but, like... I mean, it's the best at being the worst. I think at editing is one of them. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> pretty rough. With uh, uh, the, the parts where where that's relevant will be will be later in the review. So I'm just going to leave it there. Right on, right on. I was going to say, I, after watching movies like Leap and uh, what was the what was the overnight magic demon porn movie? After watching stuff like Matrix that, Matrix Three, I, The Lock. <laughs> 
That was pretty close. Well, obviously, if we want to keep ahead of the brimstone, we're going to need to get the breakdown done in a hurry. So we'll take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll break down all the unjustified butthurt that is accidental activist. Look at me. I love penises. (laughs) (laughs) From the makers of the accidental activists comes the story of a man. White power. White power. Who stood up for what he believed in. Dude, stop. Despite Seriously? all the odds. He told me to stop shatting white power in that Chick-fil-A parking lot. But should I? His faith remains strong. Are you gonna? Because if you're gonna, you have to leave, sir. This summer. White power. Okay, leave. Leave right now. OKKK Cupid. Coming October. And we're back for the breakdown, and basically the opening message of this flick is brought to you by the people that gave you Brian Fisher, and then it's downhill from there. Right. Brought to you by a hate group, and inspired by actual events. And I disagree already. I already disagree with this movie. (laughs) Well, we's inspired to write it anyhow. (laughs) Jeremiah was actually able to find the news article that uh, this whole movie was based on, and it was a church in Alberta, Canada that had their anti-gay sign spray painted on. So that's pretty much the same thing as a small business owner in America getting their business vandalized, right? Right? Right. Falling pencil first onto a petition, <laughs> which is the story yeah. of this movie. Oh, oh I, what did I sign? Okay, I guess that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I knew this movie was going to be great when the music started playing and it's like the obligatory like contemporary Christian style sounding music. Mm. Right. And I was really bummed that there was no singing because I really wanted to hear the guy that sings with R's in every syllable. (laughs) 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 Well, I think my first thought when this movie started was, hey, this movie has wet kids in it. I know why Eli picked this one. (laughs) To be fair, I just watched the first 30 seconds and I was like, we're doing it. We're doing it. My first note, it says the AFA presents, and I was like, and I'm watching porn on my phone. And then we get mm. a little girl eating a banana. Okay, I'm turning off the porn on my phone, and <laughs> definitely Eli's like this. Yeah. It's just like everything in this movie is set up to be like, look, we're Everytown USA, look at us normal white people. And then there's like, oh, but there's a black person in the background, too. We're not totally bigots. <laughs> well, you see, the, the, it's a very subtle imagery there because the banana is the atheist nightmare mm-hmm. and a little girl is Andy Wilson's nightmare. So the two combined, <laughs> Andy Wilson's a pedophile. That's rumor I'm starting on the show now. <laughs> I was going to start a bunch of hateful rumors about Andy Wilson. That's what I've decided to do with this platform. <laughs> I would be waiting until November if I were you, but you know, it's just, that's just me. So basically what we're going to say, we're going to start off meeting this family here and they are just, you know, Every any old street, any old town, USA, classic white family with two point three kids or whatever it is, and we start with a lot of phallic foods. We get bananas, we get hot dogs, but we we land on ice cream. The whole family having ice cream together, right? And we meet Dad, who looks like Bill Pullman gave up. <laughs> <laughs> He's just got this look on his face like the Rufinols just don't affect him anymore, yeah. <laughs> he, he looks like Ted Stryker from Airplane joined the Mile High Club with Greg Kinnear. That's how I <laughs> I had budget Jason Bateman with a Mr. Burns nose. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ooh, I like nice. it. Nice. Yeah. Really paints a picture. And then mom has a look, like mom is kind of hot, but she has this look that I can only describe as vertical. 
right? So it's kind of taffy pulled. Mom is cult fucked. You ever see those people? They get released from the compound and the SWAT yeah, guys right, are right. waddling them out to the van. That is yeah, mom. Mom's broken Kimmy Schmidt. Absolutely. Right. Mom's not aware of what's in her ass at any given moment in time. <laughs> she looks like I googled MILF mascot friend. Yeah. <laughs> looks like the LPGA got fucked by Vassar College. Yeah. <laughs> I had her as a Michelle Duggar's soul trapped inside Anna Kendrick's body. Oh, that's, Ooh, that's good. Really, that is really spot on. Blasphemy. Anna Kendrick's gorgeous. <laughs> you have painted the perfect picture on both of those. All right, I think you're nailing this. All right, so so basically the family's getting uh, ice cream, and they have to go over to Miss Dorothy's house. But before they do, they walk out of the ice cream shop. Uh, mom goes off with the daughter. Dad goes off and, and, and uh, corn fed Christina Ricci is out there with a petition that she wants dad to sign. Yeah, I said Callie <laughs> wants them to sign a petition. <laughs> oh, that's mean. Petition lady looks like she's going to be playing Crystal in Leap 3, I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Very likely. <laughs> I just, I, I love how the kids are talking is like, shucks, my dad's a whole lot older than 18. Don't kids say the darndest thing? Look how cute and wholesome our family is. Do you think we're cute and wholesome yet? Do you? Do you? Do you? It's the first 15 minutes of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> It's almost the entire movie. He literally blames his children for making him old. I don't understand this. They're like, ha ha, you're old. And he's like, it's your fault, you fuckers. <laughs> but anyways, Monica Lewinsky having an allergic reaction to shellfish is like, hey, you guys want to come over and sign a petition to be a bigot? And he's like, and and here's the thing. Like, this whole movie is going to revolve around this decision. So you'd think there would be a moment of like, hmm, should I? Shouldn't I? But he goes, what's marriage like? traditional marriage and she's like you know when dudes and ladies fucked and he's like i feel like i've heard of that but i'm not sure i've heard of that are you on a first date like we have so much in co- i've heard of your favorite band i knew <laughs> right. i knew all the words in that whole sentence it's so crazy so so he takes the he takes the petition from goth rebel wilson who just got off the treadmill and, and signs it <laughs> also if you notice when when she says hey do you want to sign a petition he goes sure What's it about? What is it? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, he agrees before he knows what it is. Right, He's I have just no sympathy for this idiot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know those words. Those are my name. I've been looking for a chance to practice my signature. <laughs> Pulls out a fountain pen. They said after the stroke, I'd never write again. <laughs> Yeah, not the brightest bulb. Okay, so then all the the family all goes over to old magic black lady's house to help with her yes, chores. There's a magic black lady. Yeah, already. she looks like a political cartoon with a label that says "old black lady stereotype." That's <laughs> exactly what's happening. And now, b- hear me out on this: Does she have gold teeth, or am I racist, or both? Because <laughs> I, I um, swear, sh- you, it, it's both. It's both. <laughs> she also has an enormous shirt dress. Pink hair curlers, and yes, like 45 gold yeah, teeth yeah. somehow. Mm-hmm. Okay. She looks like Don King at a women's hair salon. <laughs> she's she's a wearing look. a goddamn moo-moo. Yes! Yeah. Yeah. 
Can you wear something black or more like black old lady? And they never explain what the relationship is between this lady and the family. He's just such a good fella that he goes over and does this old black lady's chores while the kids play with the dog or whatever and look wholesome. Well, her job, as we'll learn, is to hold slavery in one hand and assholery in the other and let you decide if she's holding the same thing. <laughs> No, I saw it coming from a mile away because the minute there's a black person on screen and an American Family Association movie, like, there's more to this, right? You know this isn't a regular character. <laughs> right. Because there's right. no way in hell. <laughs> yeah. But she's, she's there to show him her collection of random black men pictures. Yeah. <laughs> and, and let the kids play with the dog. Right. And she shows him the picture of her son, who's a minister, mm -hmm. whose head is shaped like a light bulb, as we'll learn. Yeah. And is moving there to be a minister. And then her father, who got kidnapped by white people and disappeared. And the main character handles this incredibly delicately by going like, oh, you mean he left you? Because, like, I hear your people do that. And she's like, no, he was murdered. Now, when you say murder, do you mean, like, Chicago Chirac murdered? Or do you mean, like, hands up, don't shoot murdered? And she's like, no, I mean, he was killed by racist white people. Okay, but, like, was he going for the gun? Like, I just, I want to process. I'm just saying. Blue lives matter. And she's like, leave. I also noticed the little things, like, when he comes in from mowing the grass, she goes to hand him a glass of tea, and the glass of tea's like a quarter full. Like, I'm super <laughs> grateful you mowed my lawn, but you only get a little bit of tea, because I don't like white people. <laughs> Here's a thimble of tea. Yeah. Check out my spinner on my gold teeth. It's pretty awesome, right? <laughs> oh, shit. But then, of course, now that the black lady has talked about the Civil War and slavery, she's done her part in this movie for the next 48 minutes. Um, so the kids come in and they're like, uh, hey, Dad, can you go home and spray us with the hose? And I'm like, damn, Eli's going to need a snack before this movie's over. Holy oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wrote exactly the same thing. Eli loves this movie. Yep, four empty Gatorade <laughs> bottles and one full one. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the line the line that I was hoping would follow that would be was Shh, don't talk about that in front of Miss Dorothy. We don't talk about that in front of other adults. They wouldn't understand. <laughs> I wanted Miss Dorothy to have like a seizure, be like, not the hose, and just dive under the table. <laughs> we sprayed them with hoses in the sixties to keep them. Yes, from yes, we did. The joke gets funnier when you explain it. Thanks, I appreciate that. That's, that's thought. So the kids, so the, the kids hug her goodbye and, uh, the, the little girl goes up and hugs her and says, bye, Miss Dorothy. And I was watching this with my partner, Zach, and he said, bye, little white sweetness. <laughs> <laughs> and then the little boy actually hugs her too. And he very clearly motorboats Miss Dorothy. <laughs> very clearly. Bye, dark chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> delightful scene yet another reason for me to rewatch this so now it's a month later and we have to meet ted's gay friend ted is the dad and he's at a copy a uh, coffee shop rather where his gay friend works yeah they're literally establishing that dad has lots of gay friend here. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh -huh. early on and, and i love the the establishing conversation <laughs> it's like what's up Temperature, taxes, blood pressure, you know, normal everyday white guy stuff, because we're everyday normal white guys living everyday normal white guy town doing everyday normal white guy stuff, like everyday normal white guys, because we're normal everyday white guys, right? <laughs> I don't think either of these people physically qualify for a normal 
person. I like human being wise. Ron looks like one of the Rob Lowe's that just has cable. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also had Rob Lowe in my in my description. I uh, I called him a uh, Paul Red cross with Rob Lowe with inexplicable eyeshadow on. He the has eyeliner on. is insane. It is London Fashion Week exaggerated. <laughs> I, I expected him to have a fucking cat eye in the next scene. And here's the amazing thing. Because at some point they had to write down a bunch of people at the AFA sat down and were like, hey, how do we communicate to our audience that this character was gay and i would give all the money in the world to have been in the room while they were like so ron what's new dicks in my butt nope gotta be more subtle than that sucking cum out of dicks but but what they land on is ted orders his coffee and he's like man your coffee's boring and not gay i am gay <laughs> That was the subtlest thing that this hate group could come up with. He calls him a boring straight guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like coffee black, coffee straight. Perfect. Got it. Straight. (laughs) (laughs) He really is boring, though, because he gets a, he gets a, a, just a black coffee and a plain bagel. Awful. Who eats plain bagels? A plain, hey, I would like that terrible pain in your chest from when you eat too much bread and you desperately need to drink water (laughs) as it sludges its way down your chest cavity. Can you give me that experience? Sure. Would you like it like round? <laughs> but the plain bagel is awful. It's it's a plain bagel pre-packed in a plastic co- to-go container. Like, fuck right, you. That right. is the worst bagel service I've ever seen. <laughs> I didn't think this was going to meet to your high bagel standards. I've had like seven bagels a day since I've got back to New York, and it's uh, <laughs> amazing. And I love that the further definition of boring straight guy is like, well, you picked a John Wayne movie in black and white after your mom after your wife made dinner asshole <laughs> fuck you straight guy yeah. yeah you don't like john wayne what are you a communist <laughs> that's the actual line that's the right. guy's actual yeah. line you don't like john wayne right. you must be a communist and you look like a very confusing dream i had but never mind never mind <laughs> and is this just me like his mouth went so far across his head if it went any further he would have been a south park canadian i think anyway. <laughs> i kept waiting for ron to ask us where he got these scars <laughs> yeah right. Was it a big black dick? It was a big dick. It was a buzz. (laughs) It's always a big black dick. Spoiler. (laughs) That's like the D all of the above of Eli's questions. So then we head back over to Ted's house where his son is answering the phone. Clearly, this is this actor's first experience with a landline. Absolutely. (laughs) And uh, this is the precursor to the gay mob coming after them because the first thing that we do when we find out someone is signed a petition is we call them at their home with obscene phone calls especially when a child answers (laughs) (laughs) by the way uh what do gay activists what do you think they say when they make obscene phone calls just like heavy breathing uh heavy breathing uh i'm in a same-sex relationship heavy breathing like what 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 call was this (laughs) apparently he said bad words (laughs) yeah yeah, the kid freaks kid out. Was very, very confused by that. Well, and then dad gets on the phone with him. He's like, I'll kick your fucking ass, dude, calling you and cussing at my kid. And I'm just like, yeah, way to show the kids a good parental example here, you know? 
No, yeah, he's threatening violence to them in front of his family, like like a real man would do. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess so. And, and I love when the wife comes in. Her line, it's, and it's, <laughs> I mean, obviously the acting's bad because it is. Just, is that another obscene phone call? And her head cocks to the side a little bit. Like, and this is actually the first time that I really noticed, that, like, the way that the wife looks. And it's like, she's so obviously put together. It's like, her outfit's really nice. She's like, I'm a real woman. I'm fancy. But her hairdo is like, well, I'm just going to put this up because I can look messy. And I'm like, look at me, like, normal housewife I am. Fun fact, hers is the first ever acting performance done entirely under hypnosis. Not a lot of people know that. It's in the special features of the IMDb page. And the old black lady is the second. Yeah. So I guess they're, he's so scared of the gay mafia now that he has to take his kids to work with him now because they're making these obscene phone calls. They don't know that it's the gays yet that are targeting them. They just know somebody's making obscene phone calls to him. So he takes the kids in to help him like fold T-shirts because that's his job. He's got a, like a T-shirt company, Ted's Tees. Very very creative there and this this is the part where i realized that this movie was extremely unrealistic well it was it was realistic in the sense that they were using children for labor but it was pretty unrealistic because they weren't chinese (laughs) (laughs) it's so un-american to use american labor right to be fair if they had been chinese i would have come myself to death watching this movie so like (laughs) yellow lives matter that's mean Best best for Eli to, uh, for that to not to be the case. Well, I know now what I'm going to do with my crazy billionaire money. <laughs> yeah, right? So so Dad wanders across the street to go get a coffee from his gay friend, and when he gets there, Ron is quite upset and wants to meet him at camera three. <laughs> he's got himself in a nice little homo teasy. Yeah. He's yeah. majorly gay angry. <laughs> Come over here. Right. And he goes, look at this. And he goes, what's that? And he goes, it's one of the city's gay newspapers. One of the city's gatekeepers. How much money do they think we have? (laughs) Well, not only that, but when he shows it to him, it's so clearly, so clearly a normal paper with white printer paper across the top that's like faggot times. Like that's just, (laughs) it could not more clearly just be a normal paper that they just stapled other paper. They might as well have scrawled G-A-Y across it in red crayon. Right, right. right. <laughs> and, and Ted Ted's response to this is he he goes, "What's a, what's a gay? What makes a newspaper gay? Does it have a crush on the Tribune?" That was his exact line. Yeah. How does he mm-hmm. know if the Tribune and this other paper are a boy or a girl? What the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, but what we're learning here is apparently this petition that he signed, all of those names were made public, and now the gay paper has put his name and home address and business address in their gay paper as a guy to go get. Right. And then the craziest thing in this movie, because look, a lot of the movies we watch let the good, let the atheists have good arguments and then just jingle keys. But Ron is basically like, <laughs> I can't believe you do this. This is so hurtful to me. Why would you try and deny me the right to marry? This means so much to me. I'm your friend. How could you do this to me? And Ted basically looks at him and goes, you're being a real fag about this. Why are you being <laughs> such a fag? That's it. There's not even an attempt to jingle keys. He's no. just like, cut it out. No, and, and what they do, because they have no legitimate answer, is that every time he says something, they'll have the gay guy cut him off. Like, he'll get two words. Well, it's not about, and then the gay guy cuts him off so that they never have to put an entire answer in. And they never do. They never do. Because if he finished the sentence, it'd be, because it's not about 
other people. It's about what makes me feel tickled tums. Oh, fuck. Cut. You know what? We need to relight that line so that he interrupts me. Yeah, I, I was legitimately surprised given that the American Family Association put this thing together. Like, Ron's rant is actually like, I'm like, yeah, like that's, I mean, that's, that's it, right? That's, that's, that's the thing. Valid throughout. Like, 100%. Yes. Well, you know, right. you have it screamed in your face enough through your protest lines, you start to learn the line. <laughs> I forget. What did that lady say to us last time? Do you remember? Well, when Ron storms off, I thought, man, this would be great if the movie just ended right there. It could be just a nice little short. Yeah, he's just like, okay, so I'm the protagonist now, and you're the bad guy. You get it, right? You you know how you're the bad guy now? Cool. We just watch the Camerlys slowly make the decision to start following Ron instead of Ted. (laughs) Ted's like, no, no. My movie. You see it shake its head. No, no, because it's about... Mm -mm. No. <laughs> so then, of course, Ted has to go back to the shop to break the news to his increasingly hot wife. And before you make any judgments on this wife, I want you to look this actress up on IMDb. Her IMDb profile is all cleavage. Give her a chance. Anyway, so he comes back and he's like, well, this explains the phone calls. Our name's in the gay paper. Right. No, and it's obviously a gay paper because he sets it down and she's like, what's this? And he's like, obviously this is the gay paper. (laughs) I didn't know when I saw it, but you should. (laughs) No, he he totally did. Right. And when he explains that Ron is mad about the whole you're not a person and don't deserve to love thing, she goes, well, did you explain that it wasn't personal? It was just about his personhood. And he's like, I did. I told him that exactly. And he was... He was a total fag about it. Don't say that word. That's not our word to use. What about the N-word? Still not our word to use. Remember last week's protest? My translation of did you explain to him it wasn't personal was, did you trot out all the apologetics we've been trained to say? Yeah, right. <laughs> I just I just hate your kind in general, not specifically you, just like you as part of a group. Do you, do you not see the difference? I'm Vu. I hate Vu. V-O-U-S. It's French. <laughs> So, and I love too, cause he's like, he's like, oh, but we're gonna lose customers because this is, cause we're in this paper, and mom's like, oh, we don't sell t-shirts to homos anyway. How many gay people are buying our stuff? <laughs> she, she is so dismissive. She goes, how many gay customers do you think we have? Like, apparently she doesn't think gay people exist or that they buy clothes from like regular non-faggy stores. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. We make shirts, not mesh. <laughs> I forget if it's the husband or the wife, but they're like, I mean, we, we've got like one gay customer. Right. And like, because they touch each other in store, that's how we know they're gay, because that's what gay people do. <laughs> right. I always know a real toupee. Gay people don't wear clothing on their upper body. What are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> That's uh, that's that's actually literal truth. And I also love he goes like he's like I can't even go into his shop anymore because I'm afraid that his gay employees are going to spit in my coffee. I'm like it won't be spit, Ted. <laughs> Ask Pastor Manning; he'll tell you all oh, about yes. it. <laughs> you will need an exorcist, though. Just so you know. <laughs> so. So the next day they're heading to work and they're worrying about their financial problems. Of course, we're, it's a Christian movie, so we have to have their financial problems show up in Act One. Right. And this movie does absolutely everything it can to distract you from the ideas of its protagonist. Like, I kept expecting one of the kids to get hit by a train and be like, and now the kid got hit by a train. Yeah, none of this has anything to do with the thing you did that you're not sorry for. And now little Susie got turned inside out by a werewolf. It's, dude, none of that matters. Right. Well, 
and they're like, and we're like three months behind on our rent. And I'm like, you're three, are you fucking kidding me? How irresponsible could you possibly be? And they have this huge, we'll see it later, they have this huge fucking house. You're like, you have that big a fucking house and you're behind on your rent? I have no sympathy for you people. Yeah, right. they, they blame all their problems on, on the protest that's about to happen to them, but apparently they were in trouble before that, cause, uh, the protest lasted for about three days, and yet they lost everything. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. But that's alright, because someone has spray painted bigot on his business, and his family reacts like it's a hung pastor. Like someone yes. lynched a pastor on the front of the business. Like, oh, honey, don't look. Don't look. Someone crucified Brian Fisher on the front door of our t-shirt shop. You shouldn't have to see. You shouldn't have to see. These characters have the exact same performance as the ending of Glory. It's fucking insane. <laughs> it's just like that. And it just says bigot there. And like, like the, uh, I love to like the 15 year old girls like, mom, what's a bigot? Yeah, she's not so smart. No. Well, sweetheart, here's a picture of your dad. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, right. Someone who judges people for being different. It's like us if we hated black people instead of gay people. You get it, right? But, yeah, but we do like black people. <laughs> right. Remember Miss Dorothy from before? She, right. she literally explains it to this girl like she's five years old. Well, I, I love too because they, it puts this actress in the position where her character has to explain what the word bigot means in such a way that doesn't indict the intended audience. Good luck with that. She's like, why did they call daddy a bigot? And I wanted her to say because they found out your dad was a bigot and they had spray paint. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's when Ron shows up and Ron shows up again reacting like the store got burned to the fucking ground. Oh, right. I'm so sorry. I heard there was a disturbance. You guys Okay. Last time I saw you, you were telling me about what a not person I was and how my love was just mental illness, but, but I just wanted to make sure you guys are all right. And they're like, yeah. And then the mom tries to like, this is where the mom plays peacemaker and she's like, hey, Ron, look, he didn't mean you're gross. He meant your butt stuff, you know, uh, 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 give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Oh, who are you? Glory hole. Clock, 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 clock. That's the gross part, but like, you're fine as long as you serve him a bagel with your, you know, keep that shit at home and don't ask us to know it exists. Yeah, and there's a point when, when they're done talking and he's like, bye Lynn, the camera like pans over to him and he's got this look on his face and literally at this point in the movie I'm thinking like, he went gorilla gay and he's the one that painted this and oh, the camera lingers on his face for a second and I'm just waiting for lightning bolts to shoot through his eyes and for like some like deep maniacal belly laugh to happen. Yeah, that, that would go really well with his pastel pink lipstick that he's wearing. Exactly. <laughs> hey, that was a gift for getting his ears pierced at Claire's. <laughs> Ron flies in, just chops his head off, yeah. <laughs> that would have been way too clever a twist, I guess, for the American Family Association. So now we're going to go home with the with the kids. They're all playing Monopoly and being wholesome again because they're so wholesome. Oh, this part is fucking amazing because this is literally the only time that anyone in this family mentions Jesus. Right. And it's the little girl saying that Jesus is helping her win Monopoly. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> And the camera pans over to Donald Trump and he winks and then it pans back again. <laughs> <laughs> 
So this is also where we're, we're, we're vaguely introduced, because Dad's on the internet reading the gay news or whatever, and this is where we're vaguely in, introduced to a character named Vincente Ramos, who is like the boss villain of the gays, apparently. He's the evil gay! Uh, yeah. He's basically John Leguizima doing a mean impersonation of a gay guy. Right, right. <laughs> like, oh, do you want to know? He's Hank Azaria doing the first reading in the birdcage, sarcastically, like, oh, yeah? How about I do the whole thing like this? Would you want me to do the whole thing like this? Oh, I love dicks. Dicks are so delicious. I think I kind of have to disagree with you there, Eli, because I think they hired an actual self-loathing gay to play this character. <laughs> oh, well, here's the thing. I went on his IMDb page, and aside from it being a miracle of bit parts, he has only played straight Spanish gangbangers, and give yourself a treat. Go on IMDb and look at this guy's reel, because it is the saddest short story you will read this week. The cemetery where Tom Collins is buried has nothing on this guy's reel. It's just him walking to a variety of CSIs being like, yo, someone killed my home? And we've got to we've got to focus in on this line a little bit too, because like Dad's reading the news to the mom, right? And and in it, this Vincente Ramos guy, he says, um, "Bigotry should never be tolerated." And Dad says, "What is that? Is that a threat?" I'm like, "Are you an insane person? How is that a fucking threat?" Yeah, it's a threat. It's a threat. I wrote in my notes. Yeah, it's a threat. You cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then in response to this, mom's she's reading it too. She says, "Well, I get that signing the petition is bigotry, but." What does this mean that it should never be tolerated? It, it probably means that bigotry should never be tolerated. Fucking modus fucking obvious. What are you talking about? I wanted the 15 to wander in and be like, what's bigotry? And they'd be like, fuck. <laughs> this whole family talks about bigotry like fish talk about water. They have no, they have no idea what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking throughout this entire scene, like, so the guy says, yeah, we're not going to tolerate bigotry, but yeah, we're not going to condone vandalism. Who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> so now, as if it's not bad enough for these poor white people, the gays have organized a protest. Now, this protest is an amazing thing because oh, it's beautiful. Everyone <laughs> oh. here is clearly so upset that they have to play a person who thinks that gay is okay. They're like so reluctantly <laughs> chanting, "You're like gay is okay. It's not good. It's just okay." This this <laughs> protest is what Thunderfoot thinks Reason Rally was. It's just four people marching around, fun to be gay. I guess it's fine, alright. Gay is okay, real, like, who said, we are somewhat tolerable. We are, like, what do we want? Occasional dignity. When do we want it? Sometimes. Including now with this t-shirt guy. What? The only thing I put in my notes about this protest in all capital letters, best protest signs ever, worst protest slogan. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Terrible. Because the signs are fantastic. The hand, like, the like three-year-old hand painted yes. signs. Right. That's exactly, yeah, I paused at one point and I could see four signs and they were clearly written by two separate eight-year-olds. And then actually, <laughs> I mean, they had decent slogans. Like they, it said, like you know, bigot and God hates bigots. But I was, I was really disappointed that the signs didn't say Christianity is stupid, communism is good. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think they missed a perfect opportunity there. For that. I also think it's fantastic that they chose a t-shirt shop as the center of protest because that's like, I mean, that's like the community center, right? As the local t-shirt shop. Yeah, right. Yeah, obviously. I, I just, I just want to point out, we've seen this shop several times leading up to this. We've never seen any customers in it. So it's not like this fucking matters. They're already three months behind the, on their goddamn rent. And then they establish, and again, it's their movie. They don't have to. Then they establish that this protest actually has legal permission from his landlord to be there. Right? So they're actually even following the rules when it comes to protest. And the movie can't lie about it, so they have this weird moment of like, I mean, they're not allowed to just stand outside a public area and, and be angry, right? That's illegal, right? And they're like, I don't know, something about the Jews coming in and someone gave someone else a bag of gold. I don't know, honey, it's just scary. I was told that free speech was for our side of things, not their side of things. Right. <laughs> I know that fucking policeman said we have to allow this. Right. And the cop, like, I don't even, I don't know if that actor was only hired as a day player and didn't give a shit about this movie, but the cop does a pitch perfect performance of like walking out there and you see Ted being like, why are these fags on my property? Get them off my property. And the cop's like, no. <laughs> and then just wanders out of the movie. We never see him again. It's beautiful. <laughs> this is illegal, right? They're. First Amendment rights are taking away our God-given First Amendment rights. This is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. That's the argument of this movie. And then you, then you see a, a van pulling up and they're like, oh, it's the reporters. And, and the, the little girl's like, oh, what's that? And the dad's like, it's a TV station van, you stupid bitch. <laughs> the 15 year old's like, what's a TV? <laughs> right. They come from Amish land or something, yeah. So now we're back at home where their employees are on the phone quitting, I guess, because in their because I guess they got a couple of teenage girls that help them at the shop, and in their words, their parents are afraid for their safety because there's all the gays around their shop. Yeah, all those super dangerous mm. queers there with their poorly made signs, their lackluster chants. So dangerous. <laughs> After Pulse, I think we all agree that the danger posed is from gays to the community am i right am oh I right? yeah for sure <laughs> with me well it's like the dad goes well i guess i can't blame him i'm like that's because you're a bigot that's what it said on your store window do you didn't you didn't put this together <laughs> i mean I don't, I don't necessarily blame him i mean I, generally when i see like seven people dressed in business casual quietly talking protest slogans like i mean I, that makes me feel Mike Pence for VP. So now, yeah, right. Everything is wrestling now. <laughs> and now, of course, we're going to catch the uh, the news story that they did about his store. Like he's he's all excited. He comes to the TV and he's like, "Now we'll finally put on my side of the story." But no, damn it! If they didn't edit his ass to make him look like a person who doesn't want gay people to be. Shit, never mind. <laughs> it's the goddamn liberal media. Yeah, and this is so clearly Beefesh being like, yeah, because one time they interviewed me and they played what I said. So, like, <laughs> he's going to be like, no. And he later in the movie comes back to this and is like, you didn't even let me say any of my homophobic arguments. And <laughs> like, why would I do that? That's not what that story was about. And he's like, fair, fair. I see why you did that now. But in this scene, he's very upset by it. We also cut to the lesbians in this scene, which is amazing. Best actresses in the movie. Absolutely. Yeah, they found the heaviest set woman they could find on the thing who wasn't originally going to have them sign the petition. And they were like, hey, cut your hair a little short and come in and, and talk like a dog barks. And she was like, hey, I'm mad. 
<laughs> talks like a fucking wrestling promo. <laughs> no, if he's going to come on down to his t-shirt store at WrestleMania this Friday, I'm going to show Ted that he can't sell t-shirts in my town anymore. <laughs> But I love, too, that the lesbian couple's actual, like, statement here is, you know, how are we hurting anyone by being in love? And the movie's answer is just to look at dad being all wounded and squirmy. Well, well, shucks, this makes me look like I'm an asshole. Uh, pass. Didn't even let me say my argument. Didn't even let me say my argument. <laughs> he, he complains that he gave a 20 minute interview to this newscaster and she didn't play the entire 20 minute interview where he supposedly gave all his reasons for why he supports traditional marriage. And you'd be like, okay, well, they cut it out of this part. I'm sure that they're going to get to it later in the movie. He never gives any fucking reasons no. why. <laughs> nope. no. no. And what would he have been saying for 20 minutes that wouldn't have made him look way worse in this interview? <laughs> so I don't understand what he. God, 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 Yeah, God, 20 minutes. God, 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 God. <laughs> Yeah, right, right. I didn't have time to indict my entire religion along with me. But also, did he expect them to put a 20-minute interview with him on the local fucking news? Are you insane? Have you seen the news before? Yes. What? Because if you don't, it is it is a violation of his freedom of speech, damn it. Well, this guy thinks that T-shirts are a promising business, so he's not super caught up on the modern world. True, <laughs> But here's what's fucking amazing. This is when uh gay John Leguizima comes out and he's like, look, if he apo- unless he apologizes, we're going to keep protesting. Which means that everything that happens in this movie could be solved by the protagonist going, sorry, yeah. sorry. <laughs> and it never, no one even considers the option of an apology. It is physically impossible. He's like the fucking fawn. Uh, yeah, I'm, right. I'm just going to throw in Leguizamo. Save us a few emails. Go ahead. Sorry. this this vincente guy is 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 perfect he's like my favorite because he's like the perfect stereotype he's super lispian feminine appears to have one earring only and speaks strictly in really bad activist platitudes right it's just there's just no way he could have been more perfect yeah brian (laughs) fisher's view of the gays i just want to point out before we move on that this newscaster is fucking amazing because you, you would expect, like, a local newscaster to be like, here are the facts of the story that I'm going to tell in my super nasal voice. And instead she's like, Ted is the worst person in this town. He deserves to be run out of the Excellent coverage. This is Maria Locomandos, and I just want to say fuck him. <laughs> fuck him right in his face. <laughs> ABC 12, signing out. <laughs> well, but I also think we should focus on this, too, because, like, it, th- th- this is how little sense this whole fucking movie makes, because throughout it all, he's going, like, I didn't mean to hurt anybody, I wasn't personal, blah, blah, blah. But even after he finds out that he hurt people and could just go out and apologize, he still doesn't. Th- again, this is their movie. They could have made whatever they wanted happen, but even in their spiral of doom, they can't make themselves not the asshole. Because if I'm writing this movie i have him be like i'm sorry and then george lopez is like no it's too late it's not about apologies it's about punishment and then you're like i get it i mean aside from that and i would have a lot more hosing down of the kids those are the two changes i would make to this movie. a lot more hosing down of the kids which reminds me ari your skype video is off uh, and I need you to turn it. It's fine. So moving on. Well, according to you, I look like a school shooter. So what does that say about you, Eli? You look like an 11-year-old boy school shooter. <laughs> oh, God. And it's hot. <laughs> I guess I'll have to accept that. So yeah, go ahead. Turn on the video. <laughs> 
<laughs> Two out of five. You're upvoted. <laughs> I was say only if you and Eli turn yours off. <laughs> Angle it a little down too. Angle it a little down. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Jesus. Hey Eli, you want to see what testosterone does to the clitoris? I would. Oh, I would, I would absolutely love to unabashedly not suck it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Send me your email address. I, I got some pictures for you. Yeah, there's, a, there's a visual component to today's audio show. <laughs> Um, so now we got dad at work. <laughs> he's got this, uh, he's got this headache, this poor fella. And apparently these damn gay people just don't know how much he's suffering. You know, he's had to take two Excedrin today. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love cause when, when the scene first starts, you still, you can see the protesters outside and I'm just thinking to myself, what do we want? Better protest slogans. When do we want them? <laughs> After we figure out how to talk louder. Gays okay. Gays okay. <laughs> I really like the gays. Not really. Which I am one of. He's also, he reads the paper to his wife and he's like, this paper said that we're a symbol of bigotry. They call me a fungus. And it's like, really? The newspaper? The newspaper was like, fuck this asshole. The New York Times. <laughs> and also, are, are fungi anti-gay? Is this a slur against mushrooms or him? God, I hope not. <laughs> I love it. He's like, pariah? I don't even know what that word means. <laughs> Is that one of those Pokemans that we don't let our kids catch? <laughs> I also noticed in this scene that if you look at the signs on the wall in the store, they're the exact same signs as the protest signs, like made by the same two separate eight-year-olds from earlier with the really oh, bad nice. finger paint job. Yeah. Oh, I love that his printing shop has these hand-drawn signs all over it. Yeah, that says a lot about your... uh Era yeah. quality. How amazing would it be if there was a deleted scene where the gays bought their protest signs from Ted? <laughs> <laughs> Irony. And of course, this is also where we learn that they've they've lost all the big orders for the T-shirts because the schools don't want to be associated with homophobes. And I'm thinking, good for the schools, I guess. Um, yeah, great job, schools. Like, I applaud you. Good job. My right. my favorite line is, we lost a church, Lynn, and she's basically like, yeah, but it, it was an Episcopal church, and fuck Episcopalians. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At least we picked up a new account with that uh, conservative, with uh, Westboro Baptist, right? <laughs> Soldiers die all the time. It's yeah. a gold mine for these Ooh, Nice, nice proper fag-hating church, not like those Episcopalians. <laughs> right. And the, the general, like theme of this entire scene is like these tolerance people aren't being tolerant of our intolerance like what he the fuck it's like black people standing that. their ground like yeah. black <laughs> people aren't supposed to be able to stand their that's not how it's supposed to work wait <laughs> no 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 it's it's open carry for white people when you carry it's a chance to shoot you it's, it's hard to explain it's hard to explain it's, it's based on being afraid of you so it's hard to understand but she tries to comfort him she's basically like look we got the conservative church now come in the back me and the kids are gonna share you like a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, she, she drags him into the back by his hand and it's like all sensual. I'm like, yes, we're finally going to get some action in this movie. Oh, I would give this movie five stars on Amazon and every other rating platform if it just cut to a scene of him fucking his wife and kids. Yeah. <laughs> no, and kids? No, I've never had my hand grabbed and walked anywhere where I didn't get a happy ending soon after. It was, this was ridiculous. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. They sell it so much like she's going to take him back there and blow him or whatever. But then he gets there and it's just the kids have made him a world's best dad shirt. And he's like, Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> his own product. They've sweet. wasted his own product yeah, on right. him. Right. And it's, and right. it's, it's a three color print, which is super expensive. Yeah. 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 
And just to be fair, though, I mean, these kids are working off of sample size of one, so. That's true. That's if, true. If I, this would be like if I was feeling blue and Noah made a recording being like, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they, they make him this t-shirt that says world's greatest dad. And, uh, the, the, like the 15 year old girl says to the, the, the little girl, oh, she wanted it to say world's greatest bigot. Cause apparently, because when you have, bigot spray painted on your business you're being protested daily you have news pieces on you in massive stress for your parents this little girl still doesn't realize that being a bigot is a bad thing right right 15 year olds like what's a bigot yeah but clearly steve (laughs) anderson wouldn't release his trademark on the world's greatest bigot thing so um so they're all hiding in the back and then the uh, I guess gay friend brings them some food since they can't get in and out without being harassed and 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 potentially injured by the Gay people with the signs, I guess. No, he he says he he came in the side door because they forgot to lock it. They are afraid for their lives, and they forgot to lock the side door where their kids are. <laughs> right, I like right. I like it. It's like since when you come in the side door? <laughs> what I was really hoping I was gonna say since your cunt of a wife locked the front door and I couldn't get in, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> right? Do I have a? Key? Well, no. To be fair, Ron has never been allowed to use the front door. Ron's always <laughs> used the helps entrance. <laughs> I, I really love though. I respect the research that the American Family Association did because they they realize that that's how gays make peace is bringing offerings of coffee and smoothies. Like I appreciate oh, the the right. accuracy in there. Yay, Mister Ron Brutus treats. He's the only good gay guy. Yeah, and again, Ron is definitely the good guy in this movie. He shows up with free stuff. He's like, hey, Ted's really sorry that you hating my entire sexual orientation is fucking up your business. Um. I'll let you use your food stamps at my store when you're homeless and poor. Here's some free drinks. And Ron's like, you know, well, I guess there's just no easy way out of this conflict. And I want him to go like, I mean, unless you stop being an asshole and we both know that's not going to happen. Well, I want to point out there are five people in our notes and all five of us have some variation of, yes, there is. Stop being an asshole. Just (laughs) apologize. Are you kidding? Mine is apologize, you fucker fuck. I am sorry. When he signed the petition, he didn't know what he was signing, but now apparently he cares about it because, you know, people are coming after him and he's got to stand up for his rights. Yeah, mine was, I mean, yeah, right? Like, I'm gay and I didn't choose that. You're a bigot piece of shit and you didn't choose that. So, like, what can we do here? Oh, wait, I let you get married, didn't I? So, So, so now we get, we get to spend a little time with Vincente, the evil gay. He's coming yes. to see Mr. Goodman, the landlord. And the entire movie is worth it to watch this guy's performance, shirt, and the way in which he sits down. I wish this was a visual <laughs> meme. He's wearing a lavender shirt. And when he sits down, he twists his legs into a pretzel so that his balls are peeking out from the front. I have no idea how he does, but it's the gayest leg twist I've ever seen. He basically turns himself into like a Twizzler at the bottom half of his body, and he's like, so, this is how my people sit down. I am not crushing my penis in any way, shape, or form. You know that when they called cut, that actor was like, oh, it's bleeding bad, guys. It's bleeding bad. I'm just going to glaze over the fact that I own that shirt. That's a great shirt. (laughs) The the whole time he's talking, I'm just thinking, because uh, somebody said earlier they thought he was a self-loathing gay. And I know that's not true, because his tie is fucking hideous. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, that's true. I do have another note about his attire later in the movie. We'll get to that. Oh, yeah, I think I know which one we're talking about. Yeah, so basically he's there because he wants Ted evicted so that they can put the gay headquarters right where his building used to be. Yeah, you fuckers. And what's amazing is they're trying to make what is so obviously a better decision business-wise and morally seem super insidious, but it's just like this just chubby white guy and then the Latin guy's like, so we were thinking we would pay our rent and not be total assholes and reach out to people who need help. And the guy's like, well, what's in it for me? And he's like, you get to be a better person and make more money. And he's like, (laughs) that's it. I wanted them to share a Filipino boy. He literally ends the scene by doing an evil, greedy, gay smirk. That's the only way I can describe it. One million dollars. Yeah, that's the sinister plot twist. The gay pride organization wants to rent a building. That's it. That's why they're evil. (laughs) And, and actually, and actually pay their rent. Now, Callie and Ari, there's a reason why we brought you on the show, and it's when gay people make an evil deal like this one, who sucks whose dick to sort of clinch You're it? assuming that everyone has dicks in the equation. Whoa! That's your first problem. <laughs> so, But those characters did. We're pretty sure, anyway. You don't know that. No. I pictured a 69. <laughs> I pictured a 69. Thank yeah. you, Pete. Thank you. Problem solver, not problem creator. <laughs> I made a whole YouTube video taking down Callie. It's mostly just the Don't worry, that's fine. You guys can check it out. When she challenges me to a debate, I'll pretend I didn't hear it. Yeah, of course. So I guess now that we know the true extent of the gay mafia's evil intentions, we can... Uh, Take a well-earned reprieve from this shit, so we're going to take a quick break, but before we finish up, let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. Will Ron and Ted just cut the tension and fuck already? Will the black lady from before ever matter? Will Jamie find me tit pics of the mom? Find out the answers to some of these questions and more when we return for the melodramatic conclusion of Accidental Activist. Knock, knock, y'all. I hereby call this first meeting of the gay newspaper to order. Who's got old business? I do. I just want to let everyone know that our recruitment drive at the Boy Scouts is going really great. These kids will be touching their dicks together in no time. Right. Well done. Mm, Great. My name is Bethany, and I'm a lesbian. I drive around in my motorcycle, and I have a big, scary dog in a jean vest. Is that relevant? Of course you do. Wonderful. Make sure that you take men's wives and make them leave them. Of course. Can do. Also, we're working on our headline for tomorrow. Quote, I'm offended, end quote. I like it, but even better, why don't you just make it say, wah, huh? Oh my god, that's amazing. Mm, Snaps instead of claps. Like it, like it. Fantastic. Well, meeting adjourned. Let's go rub our butts together or something. I'm a lady. And we're back for more bigotry. When we last saw our heroes, they were wallowing in self-pity over the world's inability to allow their religious beliefs to dictate the law. And when we pick up the action, they're still doing that, this time in their kitchen. And we learned that the ladies from Sunday school brought them things. You know, like when someone dies. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Well, because the gays are trying to starve them out. Yeah. You know? We also learned that the pastor is praying for them. And this is the one weird moment. I mean, not the one weird moment, but one of the many <laughs> weird moments in the movie where the husband goes, where is God in all this? Do we have a secret sin? And I wanted so badly to just flash cut to the mom fucking herself with a broom handle. Just being like, yeah, mom. Yeah, you did change your mind, didn't you? This is absolutely bizarre. He talks about how everyone is praying, and he says, "Oh, they're giving us prayers and blah blah blah." I'm like, he really says that. Are you a Christian? Do you not believe in this shit? Right. 
Yeah, this movie didn't believe in itself. <laughs> I was ready when, do we have some secret sin in the house, Lynn? And I was just waiting for, are you fucking the kids, Lynn? That broom handle's too thick. <laughs> are you? When I'm not there. Yeah, right. I I might want in on this. And he also goes, even though no one has called him a hero in this movie, he goes, I'm not a hero. (laughs) You're right, man. You're not a hero. No one called you a hero. No, they wrote bigot, honey. Bigot. That's like the no homo of being a hero. (laughs) Doesn't count if the balls are touching. I mean, that's the fucked up thing, though, is that in their own nightmare spiral of doom, it's just like that people choose not to support his store because he's a bigot. Like capitalism is their nightmare spiral of doom here. Right. <laughs> right. If only there were a way that people could be forced to use my business. I don't know. Some <laughs> kind of not free market. Like, anyways, I'm going to lose the store. I wrote my notes. Oh, look at this. It's the world's smallest violin. I found it right here in my dick hole. Why don't you suck it out? The music is trying so hard to make this a dramatic moment to, you know, they end on the it'll all be okay hug. And I'm like, no, it's not going to be because you guys are idiots and just won't say I'm sorry to save your children. This this is the only protagonist I have cared about less than Twilight. Oh, that is harsh. That is a low bar to go under, my friend. No shit. (laughs) I was like, are Bella and Edward going to be okay when they end up in that field at the end of the last movie, part two? the seventh movie you guys know what i'm talking about right oh yeah it's the one that's after the movie where there's the giant thing that turns out to be a dream so it's right after that then they they have this moment where it's sort of a flash forward because they've been alive for a thousand more years and it's just them in a field really getting to know each other all over again so (laughs) you as a as a person who's watched all seven movies multiple times really know that they make it you know i was gonna watch those whatever (laughs) (laughs) supposed to say spoiler i was gonna review those eventually on a oh we gotta uh, do those as patron bonuses (laughs) Yeah, I kind of figured we might. Now I know what happens, whatever. So now we're back at the store, and he's bitching about that news reporter from the TV. She's there again. He's like, look at her all there and newsy and shit. I'm going to give her a piece of my mind. Right. Yeah. And um, this is a little thing, but it really bothered me. Mom says at this point, she says, what's the old expression? Uh, The power of the press belongs to those that have one. Yeah. No. uh, Well, first of all, owning a printing press isn't exactly the power source he thinks it is at this point but more importantly uh, that's not even the right quote yeah, well, exactly. the quote is about freedom of the press and it was said by A.J. Liebling of the New Yorker who definitely wasn't saying that Christian people are persecuted by the gay media conspiracy whatever fucking message she's trying Hopefully to not. give us here he was Horrible. part of the gay Jewish media conspiracy <laughs> and I love that this reporter is just camped out in front of the store like like there's no other news happening in the town no. no this this is the part that really I don't understand and it is a mystery of this movie that will forever remain unsolved so they are out there protesting him because he put his name on the petition what happened to all the other people who signed the petition Oh, he was the only one that signed it. I have a, I have a theory. I have a deep theory that he was the only one that signed it. And fat girl who had Monica Lewinsky shot herself in the face after he got his signature. That is really the only way that this could work because how is the news media covering him and they're not covering anyone else who's being, you know, harassed by the gay mafia or whatever? Well, the rest of them didn't have businesses and were homeless, apparently. Uh, oh, everyone yeah. else apologized, maybe, except <laughs> everybody else said the one word sorry, the easy way out, maybe. I don't know. And I love 
love to because when he's like bitching at the news reporter, he's going like, well, you knew that was going to make me look bad. You have the head of the Claremont Pride out here. You have two lesbians, say, lesbians saying I hurt him. And I'm like, that's it's it's your own fucking movie, dude. No, those people were there on their own, even in your own. She didn't bring gay people with her to pretend to be upset or anything. <laughs> right. And so that he gets into a, a, a screaming match with uh, Vincente, the evil gay guy. And this is the part I was referring to earlier with his clothes. There is no way that a self-respecting gay guy would wear his T-shirt tucked into his jeans like he is wearing. And, and furthermore, <laughs> furthermore uh, referring back to where I said he couldn't possibly be gay because of how hideous his tie is, his pants are nowhere near tight enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing for entirely different reasons. but This is actually a quote from the movie. All that matters is that the homosexual community got its feelings hurt and I'm automatically the bad guy, end quote. And I wrote my notes, yeah, man. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, yes. That's what that means. And no, then no, he yeah. says, I'm sorry, I thought this was America. He does. He actually fucking says that the good guy in this movie. Said Randy Marsh and the good guy in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was America. And, and that's that's the second best quote in this scene. The first one is when this the guy's going on and on about, you know, my kids and my wife. And Vincente points at his face and goes, I don't give a flip about your litter. <laughs> Breeder. This is the guy who was calling their house to say obscene things to his kids, but he can't even say crap. He yeah, right. He's flip. Flip. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm, I've adopted that as my as my new go to. I don't give a flip about your litter. <laughs> you know, given that the wife is Michelle Bachman, it makes sense. Her job is not going well right now. Excuse me, my cable's out. I don't give a flip about your cable. Next call, bam. <laughs> Tiny headset. <laughs> Mad with power. And I love the effort that they have to go to in this movie to make this gay guy, like, wrong and unreasonable in the debate. They, oh, like, literally yes. have to have him just yelling stuff like, I don't care about your logic and reasons and stuff, like, where it wouldn't even make sense. They cannot make this guy into a bad guy, so they just have to make him into, a, like, a shouty, pouty guy. Right. Exactly. He he says it's hate because we say it's hate. He's literally saying because we said so. Yeah, right. Those unreasonable yeah. homos. And <laughs> they can't make dad out to be the good guy either because his response is, well, what determines this is hatred and intolerance? Uh, well, maybe the definition of those words, you it's illiterate bigot, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> 15-year-old wanders in, what's a bigot? <laughs> <laughs> Bleeding out of both nostrils. <laughs> it's, like, it's like an all-American. It's very similar. Mm -hmm. And then we also see in this scene, this is where we first get the black minister, the son of the old lady. I guess he's standing at the outskirts of the protest looking very disappointed and dour. And we need to talk about this guy. This guy's oh head is unrealistic CGI alien bad. Oh, my. He, he's, <laughs> he's black Squidward. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And if you listen to him talk, he talks just like him too. <laughs> Holy shit. I, I had him as um some mad scientist tried to make a clone hybrid of Herman Cain and Michael Jordan, but they got an air bubble trapped in his skull. <laughs> <laughs> do we do we pop it? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Colonel Kurtz in the like all black musical remake of Apocalypse Now, like the Wiz. <laughs> he's just like all forehead, all he's like a black Klingon. He looks like they cast a black guy as the hot air balloon in the Wiz. <laughs> they really went all the way. <laughs> 
and he's a quite attractive feller. So yeah, now I guess so he saw him at the protest, and now then the next scene we're gonna get the the strange, scary looking black man showing up at the white guy's house on an This is the fucking best scene in the movie. Right, and I wrote, ah, black guy, stand your ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was expecting. Yeah, I was just, I, I was immediately like, okay, mysterious black guy at the door. He's he's not getting out of the scene alive. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Callie, no, say and, it ain't so. But, uh, <laughs> but Titus Burgess at an AIDS fundraiser is really just there to tell them that we've got a little hate speech going on later. Would you like to give a hate speech at our hate speech? <laughs> right. <laughs> I love this scene so fucking much, you know, because he's like, he's going like, you know, I hate, uh, you know, my business is going to go under because of this. And the black guy's like, no, no, it's good that you signed that petition because now everyone's talking about this and bringing this subject up. Have you ever tried to go straight into gay bashing cold? It's tricky. You need someone else to bring that conversation up. Right, and this is where he's like, me and my wife had dreams for our life, and I wanted so badly for him to be like, yeah, it's hard when you and your partner want a thing and some <laughs> asshole stops you from having it. That's rough, right? That sucks. I look like an upside-down tar drop experiment. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it, but instead, he says, look, Ted, I'm black, so that I, I can say that you're... Not a bigot without it seeming quite as offensive. That's why this movie contains blacks. So let me sit here and explain this to you. Oh, my God. Okay, this is my fucking favorite line in the whole movie. So he says, <laughs> like, he says, black people know what it's like to experience bigotry. And I'm like, oh, okay. So he's he's going to acknowledge that it sucks that there are being bigots against gay people, but they have to because of their sincerely held religious beliefs. And then he takes a fucking hard right turn and says, <laughs> we are tired of Christians being called bigots. That is not where I thought that was going. And, and I want to point out that at ex- that exact moment, completely randomly, a cat walks through the shot behind him as though yes. it's saying, I'm through with this asshole. Yeah. I think that cat quit. I think that right. cat quit the set. He was, there was supposed to be a scene where the little girl later like, thanks for the new kitty. And the cat was like, no, fuck this. You all are pieces of shit. All right. Don't act like slavery and not getting to say that fa- God hates fags are the same thing. Yeah. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Give me my fancy feast. I'm on, I'm a day player. Give me my fucking fancy feast. And I love when he's really turning on the victim he goes it was just an impulse on a sunny day yeah right (laughs) (laughs) like i have all kinds of impulses on sunny days what the fuck are you talking about i mean if you were jerking off in the car or something like that i get it but yeah yeah sometimes he has fantasies about mr ron (laughs) (laughs) i also love pastor squidward at one point goes uh you need to go on the offensive and i want him to go you mean like drag one behind my truck because they get really pissed about that <laughs> they start a whole project and then they make us give the same amount of money for this movie it, it gets very <laughs> sad so basically this this pastor is there to convince him to speak at his shitty rally and therefore basically forfeit his business mm-hmm Sounds like a great plan, guys. Yeah, well, I love how he's like, he's like, I just, I just want to forget about this thing and never talk about it again. And, and Pastor Squidward looks at him and goes, I think that would be a mistake. And I'm like, oh shit, it's about to get serious. <laughs> right. <laughs> he just jumps out of a bathtub in a white dress. I won't be ignored, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love Ted's line here too, as he goes, I don't public speak. Like, yeah, the formulation yes. of that sentence pretty much proves Obviously. your point, doesn't it? I, I guess it makes sense that his 15-year-old daughter doesn't know what a bigot is if that's yeah, right. bad. 
Oh shit. So yeah, so he leaves like it's uncommittal, you know, he doesn't know whether he wants to go to the hate speech to hate speak or not. Um so and then we go to like him hanging out with Ron late one night. I guess the the landlord's on his way to try to collect them three months late he is with rent, etc. Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we start, I have to point out that Callie and I were the only people who noticed this. His pants, Ron's pants are so unbelievably tight. <laughs> Oh, you were not the only one to notice just, it. Like basically <laughs> hanging out of his pants and he's walking like with his legs splayed, like his balls are being pinched. And the whole scene, I could not stop looking at it and I barely even like penis. <laughs> yeah, it is. You can count the skin cells on his cock. It is intense. <laughs> I, I, just, I wrote, we know, we now know for sure that gay barista is gay because his pants are the right kind of tight. And, and he might be Jewish. <laughs> right. and, and he's walking side to side like he's got a butt plug in. Yeah. Right. Okay. Not, not that I know how that works. That was- <laughs> it's the John Wayne walk. It's the John Wayne walk from earlier. Oh, it's, the James, yeah, right. it's, it's the John Wayne walk. That's you it. Got Thank it. You. you got it. Yeah. Callie's hedging her bet. She doesn't want to offend anybody on this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought go butt plugs were too far. <laughs> I also love this because because they're like Ron and Ted are still arguing about it, and Ron is the like the, the patience of a fucking saint here. He's like, look, man, I put up with a lot of bigotry from you, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, let's face it, you're a Bible thumper, and he's like, no, I'm not. Let me thump this Bible at you to prove otherwise. Exactly. <laughs> this is exactly what I don't do. <laughs> he's got a point though. He's not a Bible thumper. He doesn't fucking go to church. He just opposes gay marriage because. Reasons? Yeah. No reasons goes, are ever given. He goes, I never pushed my views on anyone. And it's like, you mean like lobbying the government to stop me from having the rights that I want? That kind of pushing? Use <laughs> the, the, Pass. the legal. Next scene. And then he goes, the Christian view of marriage was here first. And I'm like, yeah. you mean the thing with slaves? <laughs> yeah. <Or> the, <laughs> right. So which one? Yeah. He seriously tries to use we called dibs as an oh well, yes yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> right. we were opposing your rights way before you were fighting for them shotgun bigotry what? shotgun bigotry long like two hundred years ago Solar <laughs> called it shotgun yeah after we, after we killed all those worthless native people we we were first after that so so we get to make the rules <laughs> but we're pretty sure those native people hate fags too I went to a casino the other day and I wasn't sure if he was Mexican or you know wolo or like dot dot but anyways I asked him I was like. How do you feel about gays? And I don't know. He let me win when we wrestled. (laughs) So then the landlord shows up. So Ron has to wander off. And Ron, again, great friend. He's like, hey, you know, landlord guy, why don't you go easy on him, man? You know, I'm gay and I like him. So, you know, maybe customers will come back. And he's like, "Mm, you know, when you don't pay your rent for three months, you get evicted. That's just the way it works, bro. Right, and the landlord's like, yeah, go fuck yourself, Ron. Enjoy your coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> Putting the semen in the lattes. Why don't you try renting some VHS movies? You maybe do a little better than your teacher. <laughs> you pay the fucking rent. I also want to want to point out that it is clearly about 8.30 at night, and this guy is coming to collect the rent. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> yeah. A little bizarre. So yeah, so Mr. Goodman tells him to go fuck himself. And, and he's like, he's like, you know, he actually even says here, he's like, usually I wait when you get this far behind until the school orders come through. So apparently they're regularly three months behind on their rent. Nope, nope, nope. Hush. It's the gay's fault. Right. (laughs) Well, also he goes, he goes, you know, if you would have kicked those protesters out, it would have been great. And he's like, you know, if you hadn't been a dickhole, 
wouldn't have been any protesters. So, you know, let's go all the way back, right? Let's not just start at Mr. Goodman, right? Hmm? Me and that lovely Spanish young lady played Ride the Baloney Pony, but you don't hear me talking about that, right? Let's start at, at Priori. So, get down to brass tacks here. So apparently he's getting evicted, and it's because, of course, it's because the gays have been protesting the last four days, which caused him to fall three months behind on rent. So he goes home, and mom's in her PJs, which is good, because I needed that. I at least needed that. Yeah, yeah, we all have a variation of time to dick down his weird-looking wife. <laughs> <laughs> We're all, we all grudgingly accepted a sex scene at this point. We're all like, fine. As long as it's not more, but I was here first. As long as there's a little bit of vomiting, I'm on board. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. On the penis. And of course. <laughs> And of course, mom's got this whole like, I just doesn't seem fair that we should have to pay our rent, honey, kind of an attitude about the whole thing. Well, no, she, so the scene is literally Ted's like, the money's due and he wants his money now. And she's like, that's so unfair. Is it? What? Is it really unfair? Yeah. Isn't that what rent means? She, she pretty much blames the landlord for the whole situation. She's basically like, well, he let the protesters stay on the property, and then he's holding us accountable when the protesters shut down our business. Almost, it's kind of like a god who creates imperfect humans and then punishes them for being imperfect. It makes perfect sense. So they're going to lose their mansion. Poor little bitch. I'm picking us so hard, guys. I'm he goes, so did exhausted. I make a mistake signing that petition? And she's like, no. Absolutely not. And all of us again wrote, you did. You did yep, make I, a definitely. mistake. Definitely. That that <laughs> I, I mean, cause let's face it, like again, even in the universe of this movie, he made a mistake because like was gay marriage not, you know, did the Obersfeld decision not come through in his world because he signed this petition? Yes. <laughs> okay then. Fuck off. Of course you made a mistake, you no. damn fool. Scalia just pulls out a, a wet piece of paper. One more thing. One more thing. <laughs> And Ginsburg's just like, I changed my mind. I got you a hooker. Go check her out. Go check her out. It'll be fine. You're fine. You're fine. A young lady who looked like a pig in a black wig brought this to me, and then she hung herself in my office. Probably because of what Clarence Thomas showed her. Remember that? Remember when our Supreme Court justice showed his assistant his penis and now makes judgments on other people. This is the ghost of Antonin Scalia. I do not appreciate your impression of me. The three people who listen to the nonprofits are going to be laughing really hard at that. So now we finally get the scene we've all been waiting for. Bad gay versus good gay. Vince goes oh. to the coffee shop. Who will emerge victorious? And man... This is the the fight between two gay people that wasn't lesbians that I've been looking forward to the most this year. <laughs> Gotta tell you, aside from people covered in jello that are in my internet history, this was pretty great. And <laughs> let's just talk about the intro to the scene. Vince yes, goes, please. I'll have a cinnamon scone and a cinnamon latte and a penis and a butt plug and a gay. Whatever it is, us people order. That was, and that was... 
I'm now I'm now convinced that he is actually gay because of his coffee shop order. Like I, I can I can forgive the clothes mistakes because his coffee shop order is the gayest. So like I, I believe I believe that character I, now. I love cinnamon. Am I gay? Is that how that works? <laughs> yes, yes. Because I would love to just like swim around in a Scrooge McDuck thing of cinnamon with some gay. Sex. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> you just gotta grin and bear it once or twice. I have a whole theory. It's on my YouTube channel. Don't worry. <laughs> well, Keith just came out here on God Awful Movies, guys. That's that's uh <laughs> stop trying to turn us into your show we just we laugh and have fun here go back on your show and talk about sad things and real shit cinnamon is okay cinnamon is okay i want you to know that if you're lost you're hurting you're scared <laughs> we will make fun of you on this show and you can go to cali's show to feel better about it <laughs> So, yeah, so Vince lays it down to him, says, hey, if you don't support our protest, I'm going to revoke your sodomite card. How you like that? And then and Ron says, that's fine. He doesn't care. He knows he's the big rabble rouser in town. Yes, that's what he actually says. I know you're the big. Ra Is that how they think humans talk? <laughs> but, and then he goes, well, listen, we're about to put a gay center in near here. It'd probably be a good idea for you to show some solidarity. And you would expect the other character in the Christian bigot movie to go, never. But instead, he's just like, yeah, I should probably get on board. And that is the end of that character's journey. <laughs> yep. He basically yep. is convinced by Vince. Vince is like, I mean, this is going to be a hopping gay area and you're a gay business owner. This is going to be amazing for you. And Ron's like, yeah, fuck Ted, I guess. <laughs> yeah, fuck that's Ted. What I love, he's like, Claremont Pride, W hand sign. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, what? Yeah. Why would there he, Heath and I had the exact yeah. same note about that. Like, he's, he's imagining the Claremont Pride sign over the building, and he makes, like, this weird W sign, and, we're, and Heath and I are both like, oh, it's a gang sign, it's a gang sign because he's Hispanic, so <laughs> he's in a gang. Yeah, exactly. They speak mostly in gang signs there. Wigglypuff, motherfucker. <laughs> the evolved version. And I love the last line. He's like, you better remember where that hot-ass bread of yours gets buttered in the ass, because we're gay. <laughs> The anus, yes, yes. right? Yes, that's Ron. The anus. Yes, yes Ron. Anus. That's anus. where you put the butter. Actually, it's the anus. <laughs> <laughs> and now I guess it's time to go back to Magic Black Lady for She's some advice. Back. Yeah. Oh, man, the only thing I could hear in my head as soon as I saw her was Eli's voice saying, It's the Magic Black Lady again! <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time a black character in a movie we watched said, Tell me what's on your mind, we wouldn't need patrons. We wouldn't. No. <laughs> and this is the fucking craziest scene. And, and I just have to say before we describe the scene, I noticed they sit down and she's got cups of tea that are less than a quarter full again. What the fuck is this? Like, again! <laughs> she makes it in like a titration machine. Like she's doing hydrochloric acid by dropping. It's crazy. <laughs> and this is where the character goes and this is a real quote. I just really want to know how black people endured slavery. White guy <laughs> who people are mad at. <laughs> <laughs> the not bigot in this movie said that fucking line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How did you people suffer? Yeah, and and the answer is, oh uh, yeah, we did a lot of the same things these um these gay people are doing right now. Cut, yeah, right. Cut, stop being right. a bitch, Dorothy. <laughs> Put it out. Read the script. <laughs> Speaking of her reading the script, she has the fucking craziest delivery. Oh my god, it's like they were giving it to her one word at a time or whatever, and exactly. then stitching them back in a different order because they couldn't find a black person who would say these 
words. That's absolutely exactly what I think happened. I think that halfway through this scene, she was like, I'm not saying that shit. You motherfuckers can fuck yourself. And so someone pointed a gun at her because she sounds out the rest of her lines at gunpoint. Yeah. She's like, being a slave is just like not getting to hate faggots. Man, oh man. I'm blinking twice because I'm not safe. Here I, I can see a yellow building and a white car out front from where I am. Tapping the top of my head. Tapping it and tapping it. She goes, hatred and bigotry are terrible. Terrible. <laughs> terrible. That line should have got taken out. <laughs> hey, once the scene's taken, what are you going to do? And then she says, she goes... Look, I'm sure gay people have suffered, but I get tired of hearing how gay is the new black. Right. Yeah. It's clearly orange. <laughs> I was looking for the white cat to walk off again. Like, no, fuck this. I'm no longer your grip. You said it wasn't going to be like this yeah, anymore. I, I, don't, I don't think we've we've fully captured the gravity of the scene so far by what we've described so far. He is comparing the situation that he is in to slavery. Yes. Yes. And so is the black woman in the scene. Yes. Yeah, I, I love the, her line is basically, I'm tired of being called a bigot because of what I believe about marriage, said the white guy in 1967 about black people and white people marrying. <laughs> cut, <laughs> cut. Just read the lines <laughs> off the card or we'll shoot the big egg-headed guy. <laughs> we can find another black actress. No, you can't. <laughs> Damn it, she called her bluff. No, it was totally, a sad card. Totally called us on that. <laughs> and then she turns to him and goes, what are you going to do about it? And I, I I wrote, cut to Matthew Shepard dragged behind a car or oh, cut to the front of Pulse. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they, they skirted that so many times in this movie. Like, what do you, what do you mean go on the offensive, people? What has that meant in the past? Holy shit. See, this is, this is the thing I don't understand about this movie. Like, you have these, these moments in these movies that you guys review all the time where you're like, it's your movie. You don't have to bring this argument up. You do not have to bring up the parallels between racial prejudice and prejudice against sexual minorities. It's your movie. But they're doing it anyway. And then, to close off the scene and to make sure we really get it, she goes, she basically says, you are just like my enslaved and then murdered father after the Civil War. Yes. Let me give you a picture of him. This couldn't be weirder if she had wrapped that picture in human skin. Let me give you a picture of my dad, whom you are just like and just as persecuted as, so that you can find the strength to carry through and get through this homo siege or whatever. I wanted her to color on her dad's face with a white crayon and be like, there, I fixed it. <laughs> her last line might as well just be holding up a title card with her lines written. Yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, oh, and we forgot. She said, they called me all sorts of things. They yeah. called me, yes. well, pause, you know pause. what they called me. And I wanted him so badly to say the N-word. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> no, but, but Eli, you didn't do it justice because she pauses for a good five seconds before she says, yes. well, you know what they called. <laughs> well, and you expect this is just giving them time to put the uh, hands over the kid's ears or something. But yeah, and then she just stops and like, I'm not going to say it. It says it in the script, though. You know those motherfuckers <laughs> wrote it. But they also wrote, I'm a little short and stout. <laughs> well, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> you motherfuckers can shoot. <laughs> 
So now we get the obligatory what would Jesus do scene where he's literally throwing rocks in the water as he weighs his decisions. I swear to Christ, as soon as I saw the lake, I knew he was going to pick up a rock and toss it in. Like, I yes. knew it was going to happen. <laughs> I about fucking pissed myself when it actually happened. Uh, music note for this scene. I'll just slap this piano around like it likes rough sex. Clap, <laughs> 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 Mine was when I punched the buttons harder, the piano sounds sad, huh? Yeah. Wow. I had, oh, cool, there's a piano in this broken elevator. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) And, of course, while he's trying to figure out what to do, this is so bizarre. He looks over, and wouldn't you know it, there's a heterosexual couple playing in the park with their children, and that's what he's fighting for, guys. Straight nice people. Nice, loving, straight family. One P and one V. It's amazing. Nature. Way God intended. This reminded me of that scene in Terminator 2 where Sarah Connor's looking at the kids playing on the playground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. How good would a flash through of oh. them, like... Like a, a whiteout scripes through, and then they're all in rainbow shirts, just like sucking each other's dicks and stuff. <laughs> oh, that would be so great! Billionaire money, nuclear explosion, and then they're all gay all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a gay bomb. Oh. Nice, nice. <laughs> but wait, then he gets into his car, right? He gets into his car, and he's gonna meditate on how much like that slave he is. But when he gets in his car, I wrote, please be a car bomb. Please be a car bomb. Because <laughs> the best ending to this movie would be his car explodes and then we cut to the Latin gay guy being like, take that. <laughs> that would actually be more closure than we get in the end of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> Glitter right, just right. sprinkles down from the explosion. <laughs> And so, but no, instead, he's decided now that he's going to speak at the big straight pride rally or whatever. So we cut there. And I love, again, in their own movie, they've got like 11 people standing in front of a church. That's the rally that they've got going here. They've got a a woman in the audience with the I need to speak to a manager haircut. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that bitch has never had an ingredient that wasn't on the side. Like, fuck you. That's that's, you're you're talking about an empty plate with 19 ramekins. What? What would that mean? <laughs> You're the worst. Yeah, everyone in this crowd has an unused calorie counting app on their phone. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we get his fucking speech, which basically starts like, you know, the founding fathers put their dicks in vaginas, I'm pretty sure. All of them were straight, right? Right. When did it, uh, and all of this, I'm just writing down the things he said. When did it become reprehensible to stand up for what you believe what in? What a bullshit <laughs> statement. Like, well, that has always depended on what you believed what in, you, you believe ridiculous in. Yeah. ass wart. Kind of matters, yeah. Yeah, when what you believed in started being reprehensible. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't upset by integrity. There yeah, wasn't right. signs outside being like, firmly held belief. <laughs> yeah, firmly it's, like, held it's just not beliefs. like they're going like, man, those 9-11 hijackers, man, if they weren't so goddamn motivated. I hate motivation. What? You know, this is the part in the movie where I feel like he would, like, you know, give his reasons for why he doesn't support <laughs> he same-sex think. marriage. He doesn't, but uh, then again, I might have missed it because I was so distracted by the child who plays his son fidgeting desperately in the background. He did <laughs> so not take his riddle in that morning. And I, and I love how, like, <laughs> through the speech, you see the reporter. She's, like, they're looking super skeptical at first. And then, like, through the course of the speech, she's, like, starts nodding. And it's like, oh, shit's getting serious now. And she's, like, furiously writing in her notebook. And then, like, at the end of the speech, she's smiling and she's clapping. And Oh, she got convoided. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Right. And then he says, people died so I could be this kind of a dickhole. (laughs) Not an exaggeration. He actually says that. Yep. Uh, Yep. And then, of course, he says again, the people shouting about tolerance are the least likely to extend it to someone else. Like, really? Are you sure about that? Is that is that why all the minorities keep lining up on the conservative side of the political aisle, dude? (laughs) Like that's such ridiculous bullshit. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're tolerant of everybody except for the people who don't like intolerance. It must be that they're intolerant. It's like the third stupidest argument behind the why are there still monkeys and whatever (laughs) argument my wife uses to explain why it's perfect. Okay, just tell you just want something fruity to drink instead of just giving me a goddamn yeah. brand. And, and, <laughs> and another tip: probably don't want to keep bringing up the First Amendment because that basically says <laughs> that gay people are allowed to do all the things they do in this movie. So stop. Right? <laughs> no, no, they don't like that part of the First Amendment. Only, only the religion part of the First Amendment. That's right. the good part. Yeah, they don't like the freedom of press or assembly. No, not at all. <laughs> then he cries at his own speech, oh. which is always a great sign. The car- what I call pulling a Gilliard. Yeah, right. <laughs> he cries at his own speech. He won. He and won. wanders off while three people give him the lamest round of applause. <laughs> Let me tell you, I was once on a subway trying to suck my own dick, and when I finally succeeded, I got a more hearty round of applause from the four nuns and one homeless guy that were present than he gets for his little anti-gay speech. It was it was like if if the protesters from before could somehow translate their protest into clapping. That is the level of yeah, clapping right. that they gave. Speech is okay. Speech is okay. Sorry, I just want to go back really quick. Eli, did you hang from the bar? What'd you do? A plow position? Plow position. Wow. Got it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Plow position. 30 minutes a day. And Eventually your ribs just collapse <laughs> just into your lungs. That's, that's always nice. Now, I, I want to point this out, too, because this was probably the weirdest fucking thing in the movie. To me, anyway, at one point during his speech, they do a flashback to the like the bigot painted on his store, except for it's painted in a different color on a different yep. part of his yes. store. It's like, you how... I cannot imagine a scenario where this happens, right? Like, you literally could have just used the shot that you already used. That's how flashbacks are generally done. Did you lose that footage? No, no, wait, no. It, it wasn't It wasn't a flashback because it, it had the Claremont Pride sign on there. They took over the building after they got evicted. Okay, and then they painted oh. Biggin on their own building? Yes, oh. that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the only explanation. <laughs> We're a different kind of bigot. We're bigoted against bigots. His speech moved us. Right, but, but, okay, so, but that's the important thing to take away from this is that his business did go under, but he's still a bigot and apparently that's what matters the most. Yeah, it matters that he took a yep. hit for this, for this, um, this petition that he signed completely on a lark, not understanding anything about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, we cut, so he's homeless and he's walking away with his kids and his business is gone and they're all going to starve to death and they pass by a pro-life petition <sighs> and the little girl turns to him and goes, daddy, did you learn anything? And he goes, <laughs> nope. No, <laughs> I absolutely did not. W sign. And the son just looks up at him like, come on, daddy, don't let us down. <laughs> don't you forget about me. I love it when the camera zooms in on his face, and I swear to God, I was really just hoping he would think, it's morphin' time. <laughs> <laughs> or it pans out and his shirt is off and he's just jerking off. <laughs> yeah, or that too. That would work. Both. But uh, so he does sign it. 
He does yep. sign it. And my note here is, you're going to get some obscene phone calls. You're going to get right? flaming bags of fetus on your porch. Bad news. You're going to sign that. <laughs> ooh, ooh, flaming bags of fetus is the name of my Rush cover band. Oh. <laughs> We're on SoundCloud. We've got a really interesting sound. We're like part ska, part new rock, part baby jack. See, my my theory here is it's okay to sign all the petitions you want. Now that you're homeless, they have nowhere to call. So, yeah. <laughs> and they just walk off into the sunset, holding hands and skipping. I'm assuming back to their tent city that they now live in. <laughs> <laughs> Must be where they're going. Yeah, yeah, and that's all the closure we get. The guy lost his business. He now has no job. His kids have nowhere to get. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. And there's there's the obligatory pan up into the sky with the lens flare, and it's like Jesus was watching you the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it didn't, oh, didn't help man. out at all. But uh, I wanted Jesus to appear in the sun like the Teletubbies baby and be like, "Good <laughs> job, Ted. Good job." <laughs> All right, so now, obviously, this was only about two-thirds of a movie, and, and and I feel like there was still a way to save it from there. So I'd like to wrap up the review on a crazy billionaire money question here. You're handed this movie and unlimited funds. What happens in Act 3 to save the movie? Mm. Oh, um, I'm going to say we find out that the Murphy family was dead the whole time. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Uh, I was gonna go with, we find out that the gays are actually lizard people, and he's gotta fight his way to save the president at the White House. <laughs> right? Huh? I like it. I'll watch that. So, I, I was, I was gonna say that he gets really angry and retroactively aborts the daughter that keeps asking what bigot means. <laughs> Climb back in that van so I can kill you. I, I would actually go way back into the movie. You remember when uh, the wife was was leading him away into the back and it seemed like she was going to give him a blowjob? Well, in, in my version, um, she takes him back into the back and there's Mr. Ron waiting and they just they just stare at each other lovingly and Ted's eyes <laughs> trace his defined biceps, imagining the sweat dripping down his chest as they <laughs> kiss passionately, cocks throbbing with anticipation. <laughs> And then, and then the wife just basically does a reverse cuckold and she watches him and Mr. Ron have kind of aggressive but also loving and tender sex on top of a pile of yeah. plain bagels. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be a lot more satisfying than the end of this movie. Yes, it would. Yes. Just stay on the line after we're done, by the way. We yeah, we can hash out the whole storyboard. Could you tell that I wrote a lot of fan fiction as a teenager? <laughs> how do they use the bagels? I feel like they would use the bagels in fun Yeah, they, ways. They, they stack them. They see how many they can stack on each oh. other's penises. Yeah, you play like ring toss and that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I would I would assume they would use them as a guessing game. Just be like, what are you in now? Is it a bagel? No. <laughs> you should see a doctor. Your bubble should not feel like a bagel. The Eli Bosnick story. Who <laughs> brought a flagel? Fuck you. <laughs> all right. Well, Ari Kelly, I cannot apologize enough for this, but congratulations. You made it all Yay. the way through. <laughs> Not everyone does. I'm, I'm fist pumping like the kids did when they found out they were going to get to play with the dog. Yes, that was amazing. Yeah. We didn't talk about that, but they were like robots. They're like, yay. <laughs> in unison, in perfect unison. It was awesome. So, now, of course, if our audience wanted to hear more from you, uh, where should they go? 
So uh, Ari and I co-host a podcast called The Gaytheist Manifesto. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Spreaker, on Stitcher, generally wherever fine podcasts are found. Um, we're at facebook.com slash The Gaytheist Manifesto. And our blog is patheos.com slash blogs slash The Gaytheist Manifesto. Just a warning. It's not anything like the show. Not. It is not <laughs> like this show. <laughs> Don't go to their show listening for this. Eli, do you want to tell the story of uh, what happened when you were in Seattle and you tried to listen to our show? Oh, I was inconsolably high in Seattle. And so I was like, you know what? Because Anna is upset. Anna loves Gaytheist. She loves it. And she's like, you got to listen to it. And we love Anna back. She's we amazing. do. And I was like, I should listen to some Gaytheist. But I was inconsolably high at the time. And so I was walking around the woods by myself, just hearing these <laughs> tragic, heartbreaking stories and just apologizing to a tree for white privilege, just being like, hey, man, I want you to know. I really feel like we're all part of this together. I felt like Tony Robbins was going to walk out of the woods and be like, come with me and then eat me with his giant fucking teeth. I will never, never listen to your show anything but sober again. But yeah, their show's depression food. Don't go there after this. It's not chuckle. <laughs> yeah, that's how we usually do it. We have guests on that we warn people about their shows right afterwards. Well done, Eli. That's really getting a knack for this business here. And of course, if you don't want to listen to it, make sure that you don't follow the show notes we'll have on the, uh, or the <laughs> links we'll have on the show notes for this episode, that is. So one more time, Kelly, Ari, thanks so much for hanging out. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you, and I am very much looking forward to the reimbursement of my $4. <laughs> <laughs> Do you take Bitcoin? <laughs> and well, that does it for our review of Accidental Activist. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to reel you back in for next week. So, Eli, tell us, what's on deck? Will a man rob God? Uh-huh. It's uh, on Netflix, and it's a video recording of a stage <laughs> play about a young couple's insistence on going to a prosperity ministry despite the objections of their atheist father and it's so racist our show might get listed by the SPLC <laughs> after next week so I don't know how easy it's going to be to find us <laughs> and it's got Eddie Winslow from Family Matters yeah. oh, does it? I'm very Darius McCrary I've been waiting my whole life for this movie <laughs> very exciting Robin Givens is still looking pretty good Mm-hmm. She's in it too. Absolutely. Yeah, all you really need to see is how flat the lighting is to know what we're in for here. This is going to be the, the iMovie uh, fucking preview it had. Uh, this is going to be a goddamn nightmare. Yeah. Would you like to generate a preview for your professional <laughs> film in iDVD? I would like to generate a preview for my profession. <laughs> It's going to be so bad. So with that to look forward to, we'll bring episode 48 to a merciful close. Once again, huge thanks to Callie and Ari of the Gaytheist Manifesto podcast for suffering alongside us today. And obviously an equally huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist and The Skeptocrat, Available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. All the music used in this episode was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars and was used with permission. If you like what you hear, hear more by following the links on the show notes for this episode. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm No Illusions, promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close.
Ted Murphy got offered a million dollars and a mansion for a butt sex t-shirt. His family remains broke and homeless. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Brian Fisher wished he had used more lotion. Ron died in the Pulse shooting. Oh, God, dude. (laughs) We're mad about other stuff now. There's the whole... There's other shootings now. I get to do this. That's the rule. (sighs) (laughs) 